0: Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, this is a huge one right now. Whether you're listening to the podcast, whether you're watching us on Facebook, 100 episodes, David, congratulations. We made it. We've arrived. We're not retired, but we made it, man. 100 episodes triple digits. Um, I know that we just continue to push and dream and we have ideas, but we just need to stop a little bit and celebrate that. I mean, we've had some incredible guests. I've had people text me in tears on their way to work because they had to pull over because it was so impacting to them. I've had somebody say, man, like that episode literally changed my life. That guest on that gave me a new perspective I've never heard before and I haven't stopped thinking about it like man, the life changes. It's hard to believe that when you approached me a couple years ago uh, with this idea, and then we kicked this off um, the first week of 2019 um, that we are 100 episodes in. So congrats. And David, talk to me. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Why did you come to me with this idea that we should launch one
1: more? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, just like many ideas in our minds, it, it started in a coffee shop. We were sitting down for coffee and... I don't know how the conversation started. But you know, all these dreams and thoughts about this idea of right side up leadership, you were coaching people, you were seeing amazing results breakthrough. And we just, at least for me, I'm like, more people need to hear about this message. It's something that we've seen and we've had experience with friends burning out and just unhealth, either in our own lives or other people's lives. And I said, this message just needs to get out. And I'd been listening to a bunch of podcasts. And it was an amazing medium for me, especially on a commute. I was driving like 45 minutes um, for most of my commute. And I'm like, man, this is a platform that this message could thrive on. So I just threw it out to you. And I think you've been approached before about a podcast, um, you know, you're, you're approached about a lot five,
0: of five or six times. I think, yeah. uh, Hey, what about this? And, and like ideas, but yours was something that we were already living out. Like you said, we were already seeing life change. We we're already coaching at this really deep level. And honestly, I want to do something with a team. I love our team at stay forth and it's you and I that are interviewing people and talking about it, discussing the themes. But also, we have an editor, Jonathan. Jonathan, mm-hmm. thanks. We love you. You do great work behind the scenes. He's also our content producer. So I just haven't wanted to do anything solo. And even since then, I've had five or six more podcast ideas. Um, but we have limited time. And, and this is just a message not going away anywhere. So it's kind of like the moment you said it, it's like, man, I'd love to do that with you. That's absolutely the message of my heart. It's not going away anytime soon. And I didn't really see another podcast approaching it like we were at all
1: there's kind of this scary moment when you start something and you're like, can we sustain this? Like, is there enough things to talk about? You know, I'm not that interesting. Uh, Can we just keep talking about this right side up leadership idea? And a hundred episodes later, we still have more people that we want to have conversations with. People are telling us all the time, hey, you got to reach out to this person. You got to read this book. Yeah. These conversations are happening, and we just feel blessed that we get to help curate some of this stuff um, and bring some of these to light. Have conversations centered around this kind of web of healthy leadership that has all this different facets. Sometimes things that I hadn't even thought about um, are now part of my, you know, paradigm or or rhythm in my life and. We've always said this, but we are kind of the first ones to benefit from these conversations, either you know, oh, yeah. it's me editing or during the interview or something like that. And it's just, it's been awesome. hundred percent, man. Like somebody asked me this one time, what's your
0: favorite podcast? And I'm like, am I allowed to say ours? Like, I don't, I don't want to be vain, but honestly ours, because I get to talk to the guest, you and I get to talk about it. I listen to every episode later because there's always something that I missed. Maybe I'm thinking about asking the next question. Uh, and sometimes it's you know a week or two or more after we record it and I go, oh man, I really needed that. So honestly, let me go on record and say, this is my favorite podcast. Um, and like you say, we're just getting started because new leaders emerge on the topic. Um, we've had people talk about all different types of things that I didn't know were connected to health and suddenly I realized mm-hmm. that's a gap. So yeah, we're not running out of, fodder for the podcast anytime soon. And, and unfortunately, especially in this post COVID season, mm-hmm. we're going to see more leaders that really need this message. So I wish I could say healthy leadership is not going to be an issue in the future. And maybe we just phase out of this topic. I think everyone's good. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be a reality anytime soon. So guys, I, I really feel like we're just getting started. We moved to twice a week, which was a huge jump. And we wanted to make sure we were ready for that. But uh, we just want to thank you guys for following along with us as well. And we wanna just kind of dig in a little bit. What does this right side up leader Mm -hmm. um, topic mean? Why do we go after this? What does that even mean today? And um, also just to celebrate 100 episodes, thank you for tracking along, for sharing, for the reviews that you've left, for texting a friend on that. We're getting more people who approach us or share this that I actually don't know uh, who they are. So thank you for that. Uh, It's an absolute joy. And the, to
1: know that it's changing lives for us is just you know even better. Why was it the catalyst for us starting this podcast? Why is it so near and dear to your
0: heart, man? The the context of of this message, David, was I was writing books, I was speaking, and I've been equipping leaders within the church now for about a dozen years, coaching for about ten. And I started to realize as I'd go speak somewhere or somebody would read a book. Many times we're looking for tactics. We go to a conference, maybe looking for the next idea. And what I was realizing is that actually the next idea doesn't do you any good. The next tactic or innovation, um, create, creative out the wazoo does not matter if we cannot sustain it. And I was watching leaders break down uh, and I myself brushed up against burnout about two years into ministry and realized what you need in that moment is not a great idea. You actually need to understand why my soul is at the center of this how I recharge and replenish and recover and Sabbath and all of these topics that we continue to talk about are ones that have brought life to my soul. And I realized that so many leaders are leading on empty. They're dry. They're cracking up inside while they are trying to and really supposed to lead other people. We can't take others to a place where we haven't been ourselves. And so I started to realize our world is upside down. We Mm -hmm. worship at the altar of impact today. And the reality is there's a different paradigm from scripture that's about faithfulness. It's about roots before fruits. And we've been so busy comparing these fruits in our upside down world in that impact envy that we have of other people, the comparison that we have online and in person, wanting somebody else's ministry or impact or influence or leadership. And that's bogus. That's garbage in the kingdom. It's about faithfulness and just stewarding what God has given us. And so we are literally trying to change the Christian leadership conversation. I mean, that's our big hairy audacious goal from impact to identity to, to say that message loud and proud, clear, is that who you are is more important than what you do. Now it is connected and it should come out of that. But our theme verse, David, for this right-side-up idea uh, is actually the theme verse of my own life. And God has made more and more sense of it over time in each season. That is Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. But it starts with that identity piece. And I think every right-side-up leader needs to say, if I get one thing, it is just going to be my identity. I am God's kid. And out of that, everything else springs. And so we say workmanship first and then works, identity and then impact. And so really for us, um, you look on our website at Stay Forth, you you'll hear this from David and I all the time. It is health first and then impact. And what is health? It's really focusing on our identity as sons and daughters. And we've had guests on the podcast talk about this before. And one of the favorite ways I've heard it is we've gotten it wrong as son or daughter before servant. We flip that around. And many times we think we're God's servant. And if we serve enough, then we could become God's son or God's daughter. We've already got it. We're deeply and dearly loved. And so that's just a message that we are going to continue to push on and pull out of guests. And um, it continues, I think, to spin out of control in our world today. I think that the impact, what have you made of your life, unfortunately, is, is going to continue to be an issue, something that I wrestle with on a daily basis. And this really keeps me grounded. And we get to coach leaders in that um, literally all week long. So, man, I can talk for hours on that, David. You better, you better shut me up. But that's the whole right side up leader in an upside down world. I think our, our world is longing for leaders who are whole who are grounded in their identity and who are not trying to earn anyone's impact, earn anyone's love, um, earn anyone's approval or desire, but just to be comfortable
1: in their own skin to say, this is how God created me and I'm going to live and I'm going to lead out of that. Absolutely. I, I think that's why we're not feeling like we're going to fizzle out at 100 episodes that we there's so much more to talk about and f- because I need it. I need the reminder all of the time what is, you know, what what what's my perspective? Am I pursuing impact and forgetting my identity in Christ? And yes, I am all the time. I'm doing that all the time because the, when I look around uh, myself, that is kind of what the world perpetuates. Is this what looks right side up because everyone's doing it, but it's actually upside down when we compare it to the kingdom. And I'm reminded of that verse when, It's Luke 22, um, verse 24. The disciples are bickering about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, right? They're fighting. Jesus is about to give his life like the next day. And this is what his disciples are fighting about, which is kind of a bummer. Um, But it's encouraging for me that they don't get it after three years. And so they're fighting who's going to be the best. And he says, "What's, what's so interesting is... He acknowledges, he's like, yeah, this is how the kings of the world do it. This is how the Gentile leaders do it. They use their power and status for their own advantage and they lord it over their people. But then he says these four words, he says, not so with you, not so with you. So he acknowledges that there's a different value structure. There's a different system. There's a kind of this competing kingdom. And so for us, we have to constantly reorient ourselves to look at this upside down, what seems like an upside down kingdom and live in light of that so that we can actually live right side up. So
0: yeah, Jesus was always doing that. He's always reorienting. He's always asking the question below the question. And so obviously it's a play on words there is that what ends up feeling like we're weird, Yeah, Because we go after identity, right? Uh, Weird in that we put who we are in in front of uh, what we do. And yet we find ourselves in a place where I look around and say, the world's not as it should be, right? The world is weird. And so in this upside down kingdom, maybe we find ourselves right side up. And actually, I'm crazy enough to think that our health perhaps could be our apologetic in this next season, that we could be Mm. an actual refuge where people go to to say, it's out of control a comparison is driving us crazy and is producing an unrealistic and unbelievable amount of anxiety in people. And so nobody would say this is working. No, actually the way of the world is fine. It says no one ever or no one right now in the midst of the season. So it's almost sort of finding its way out um, that that this is a lie. This is unsustainable. Uh, celebrities get to the top and then realize it's it's not enough. It's never enough. And so um, yeah, it's a battle. We're we're kind of expert practitioners because every week we're in it and we're wrestling through our own identities uh, in that. And so, yeah, I think for me, like you say, I need it every single week. And the podcast, really,
1: I wouldn't say tip of the iceberg because it is a, I mean, it's a huge platform. We love doing it. We hope to reach as many people as we can with it, but it's not the only thing that we do when it comes to this idea of health and leadership. So what are some of the things that Stayforth does outside of the podcast that we found so much fruit from and life from?
0: Even, yeah, even Stay Forth designs. I mean, this is uh, our sort of umbrella of which we do everything underneath, but this is our core message. Is stay forth, don 't go somewhere else, because the reality is you 're going to have to learn the same lesson somewhere else. And I've seen so many people say, "Well, if I just move on to this next space, you don't just naturally graduate into maturity. It never happens accidentally. you can 't flee into maturity. That's a digging down, um, almost having conflict with ourselves and, and our immature way of looking at life. And even that word "perfect" in the Greek is not actually perfect, it 's mature. Of, of completeness? Would we, be, would we be more mature leaders? And so that's the stay forth piece. And the designs piece is that we are designed for impact. We have a designer that has wired us up on purpose. And we can't lead healthy if we don't know how we're wired and, and who we are. Because I'm different from you, David. It's different from everybody on our team, any of our coaches, anyone out there listening. You can't just copy off somebody else's paper. As we just end up with a crappy version of somebody else. And that's never fulfilling. And that's actually not honoring to God. It's not winsome to other people in the meantime. Uh, and so this thread and this core message that runs through everything we do of Right Side Up Leader starts with the podcast, probably on the, on the widest scope, easiest to hear, easiest to share, easiest to track along with. Uh, and then we took about a year and we created a journal, a Right Side Up journal. We realized that we needed something every day as a touch point for those we were coaching. We usually coach, most people come in every two weeks for a coaching session on Zoom, and we realized that's a lot of time in there and people needed a daily touch point. So we created a way that at 10 minutes a day, you can focus your day and intentionally live that out. And I'll tell you, man, that is life to me, especially in the COVID season, where I write down in in the morning, I wanna do 100 things, but I can do like 11. And I write those things in and go, this is it. This is what faithfulness looks like today, is just to do what God's put in front of me. And so we have quotes in that and it repeats each week and space for podcasts and sermon notes and ideas. And so it's honestly kind of the journal I always wished existed. And some of the journals are so complicated that would take like the first two hours of my day. And I thought, what would this look like? So I literally have it sitting here on my desk in this beautiful leather sleeve that we released as well. And so that was just a proud moment when we were able to bring that in. So everybody that we coach gets a copy of this and uh, actually just shipped off uh, three copies of this uh, over to England and the UK and just seeing some exciting growth uh, in that. We just actually ordered our second shipment of that. We're also doing group coaching cohorts and that's been really fun. We launched those uh, this year in in 2020 and we've seen quite a uh, a growth in those and we wanna continue to do right side up cohorts for any leader that wants to get healthy and reach more impact. Talking about a bivocational, one for church leaders and, and church planters and ministry leaders. We're talking about one for just females, maybe one for just males. Um, and we've had two of these co-ed cohorts so far, and they've been awesome. So we're going to continue to do more of those. And of course, our Right Side Up individual coaching sessions is uh, really the bread and butter of what we do. And we call it 10 tools and 10 sessions. And um, that's just been really interesting right now, David, as people have needed sessions, needed coaching more than ever. Due to the to the complexity of COVID, and uh, I I hope this is not true, but we are actually getting um, an army of leaders ready and of coaches ready. We're training more coaches, and we're expanding our coaching team because the complexity of leadership during and after a crisis tends to create burnout and overwhelm, and we want to be ready to have enough people trained for us. So that was a huge surprise to me. Is actually. We are expanding our coaching team during this time. I thought we'd have a few more people come on and we got a slew of amazing applications and we're wading through that right now. And man, some incredible folks are joining the team.
1: Yeah, I think it was surprising for us of everything kind of is on pause or shut down in a moment like this. And you kind of just, you you feel like you're going to hunker down and batten down the hatches and all that. But we haven't had that, right? I mean, it's been, people are feeling more overwhelmed than ever and realizing that something has to change. And that's one of the biggest symptoms that we aren't living right side up. And life is hard and we're going to have seasons that are stressful and anxious, but there is this, I mean, it's like almost a, I almost said pandemic, which would be the wrong choice. It's almost
0: a pandemic
1: we've had, (laughs) but it's, it's for leaders. It is a serious issue that runs throughout our culture. It's this issue of being overwhelmed. We are overwhelmed and we don't know what to do with it. And generally we think that to fix our overwhelm is just do more, just do more, just do more, and we'll get it off our plate, but it's a cycle, right? And so that's tends to be how our conversations start with leaders. Um, Yep.
0: That's right. And there's a pain point. There's always a pain point before we get to know a leader. Now maybe the pain point is they're not spending enough time with their family. They Mm want to get their nights back, their weekends back. Um, I, I mean, I can't even count the number of people that have come to me recently and said, I'm not sleeping well right yeah. now. That's a symptom of something else, right? We're not sleep experts. Mm-hmm. We're not even, you know, psychologists on our team here. But what we found is that we believe that God changes us in experiences and encounters, right? And God does some miraculous stuff as, as we're together. We have encounters with God's people. And that's amazing. He also changes us incrementally through practices, and when we you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, when part of that is missing, we're literally leading half-hearted. And so I've heard it said the opposite of burnout, burned out is not well-rested, it's wholehearted. And mm-hmm. so that's actually what we're trying to see and partner with God to help cultivate our wholehearted followers of Jesus Because isn't that what people are longing for? Like people are just tired of leaders with tons of influence who are using people. They're tired of leaders burning out or having scandals. And we see that stuff on the news. And I just think, especially during COVID, David, I I think that people are not looking for happy leaders. People aren't looking for perfect leaders. People are looking for whole leaders. Hmm. And there is just a depth to a leader that is whole, that has a secure identity. It's, it's not sexy, but people are not looking for the best production value today or the leader that's got every answer to everything. I think people are looking for humble and whole leaders. And I'm incredibly encouraged that we see lots of humble and whole leaders today. Um, and the news is just not going to share those stories. And those are some of the people that we're coaching. I'm telling you, they are faithful. They want to be more and more faithful to their wives not wives, to their wife, to their husband, (laughs) to their friends, to their... Very specific clientele. Yes. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, (laughs) rewind on on that statement. We are not uh, coaching any of the sister wives uh, here in the process. (laughs) Can we go out here and share that? But people want to be faithful and we get to partner with God and come alongside of leaders and help cultivate these things in leaders. But we've said this before a hundred times, even here on this podcast, only the hungry grow, period. Yeah. So we only work with hungry. And it's so encouraging and helpful for me to, to see that as our goal is not to chase people. We can't change people, but is literally to say, who's got already chasing, who's got already encountering. We get to come alongside, help them instill some practices, ask some vital questions. They prioritize, we get to help hold them accountable. And our coaching just it's literally miracles are happening each time. And we do 90-minute coaching sessions. And that's I mean, that's pretty intense um, because that hunger is more than just 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Here's a quick, you know, life hack and go on. We really do go deep. We pray for those that we coach. We think about them in the course of the week. I send them a text. They send me updates after a meeting happens. Business leaders, nonprofit leaders, church leaders, doesn't matter, kingdom leaders who are healthy, who want to be whole. We get to participate in that. So guys, before we move on, we have a giveaway. We are big on giving away stuff. And I will say like, we pretty much have the best giveaways of anybody that I hear. Like we're not, we don't give away trinkets. We're talking about, we're giving away for you guys that shared uh, this hundredth episode. um, We ask you to share your favorite episode so far. What was most helpful to you? How it helped you grow? And so we are going to give away a few journals, this incredible leather journal sleeve, and perhaps our favorite here, we're going to give away a hammock. So uh, from a short segment here, our content producer, Jonathan Collier, is going to reveal the winners.
2: Alan, David, thanks for letting me jump into the podcast for just a minute and to announce the winners of our contest. Before I do that, I just want to say that I love our podcast that may be a little biased but I do love ours and Alan, like you just said, when someone asks you what your favorite podcast is, is it a little bit wrong to say ours? I mean, I love the conversations we have. Some of them are prickly, some of them are deep. They're all applicational and you can take away something from any episode and apply it, sit with it, wrestle with it, and learn from it. So they've helped me tremendously. And I love getting to listen to them before they release and through the editing process. So it's great. It's encouraging to me to see all of you guys who follow and track along with Facebook, who listen wherever you consume podcasts, engage with the content and benefit from it. So thank you guys so much. I'm happy that we're at 100. And I can't wait till we hit 200 and 300. And however far we go, I'm excited for all the things we have in store for the podcast. So uh, let me quit rambling and announce our winners. So we announced, um, yes, you heard me say winners. The response was so great. We had a hard time picking just one. So we decided to pick two. So our first place winner is going to get everything that you saw in the picture on Facebook. And we want to bless our second place winner with a journal. And so our first place winner is Allison Jones Hunter. Uh, Allison and her husband were on the podcast and no, they did not pick their own episode. Um, They picked episode or Allison picked episode 12 with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith on the topic of sacred rest. Rest in Sabbath is very important to what we do at Stayforth. Forth. We are all practitioners of it. And I think Sabbath is something that many leaders are just bad at because it's easy to get wrapped up in the necessity to go and go and go and go. And Allison said that that episode was her favorite and it really helped her entire family and shape how they look at rest as a whole. So that's really cool. Congratulations, Allison. You're a grand prize winner. We'll be reaching out to get your... Uh, information to get your prize pack in the mail to you. And our second place winner um, picked a very timely episode. Uh, Seth Geen, you're our second place winner. Um, I love the episode with John Eldridge. Seth picked episode 88 and said that it was a very solid episode for him and it really made him reflect on his own need for silence and rest during a chaotic time. If you haven't checked that episode out, please do. Uh, It's very timely. The title of the episode was You're Experiencing Trauma Right Now. And uh, the conversation with John Eldridge was just phenomenal. So those are our winners, Seth and Allison. We'll get your prize. We'll get information out to you and we'll get your prizes out to you. Thank you guys for tracking along with the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. If you have not liked and subscribed yet, do so. Stay up to date. You've got a hundred episodes. You can go back and consume wherever you subscribe to the podcast. So Alan, David, back to you guys.
0: All right, guys. Well, we love giving stuff away. We're going to continue uh, to do that. And so back to our conversation on right side up uh, leadership, David, um, not only are you the co-host, this was your idea um, of this, but you're a coach with us. Uh, You're also pastoring, you're leading in the trenches, um, in that. So why did you decide to come on as a coach with Stay Forth?
1: Because I was coached. You were really one of my first coaches. I'd been discipled and mentored, and but I was a young church planter, just actually 30 minutes north of where I'm sitting. Uh, 2013, we moved out to the mountains. And I'll tell you what, that was such a good season because God was at work doing really miraculous things. Cause he was working in spite of my inexperience and ignorance. So it was a, a wild ride and it was fun, but I needed someone to help me process all the things that I was learning. I've said this before, but the idea that practice makes perfect is silly because you can practice really badly. You know, if you're just practicing example, in isolation, my golf game, yeah. I could
0: swing the club thousands of times and it's
1: still ugly. Yeah, it, you need someone to be able to to process, to ask you hard questions, to help you um, br- to basically help bring clarity because I'm gonna learn half as much if I don't have someone um, helping me process the things that I'm going through, the good and the bad, to help me celebrate, but also to help me process the failures and um, to readjust and move forward and develop a plan. So
0: and then David, let me camp out on that for just a second is... Nothing was deeply wrong about your leadership in that season. I think that's one of the greatest misnomers is like, oh man, if something's deeply broken, then I go to a coach. Um, For you, it just felt like it was off. And as I look back, you were doing too much. And we talked a lot about delegation. And you thought, well, I can do it, so I should. Um, You had some big shifts that were coming up. You wanted to move from just like, here's my first season to that next season of, of growth. And I remember you had some financial goals. Uh, for the church and you wanted to be self-sustaining. And all of it was really about health. You wanted the church to be healthy. And so our conversations came back. Again, no, nothing was deeply wrong. There was no carnage. But I think yours was kind of the perfect example where it helped you go from a good leader, I think, to a really mature and effective leader. And then what what happened with impact? Well, the church got really healthy. and You moved into a great spot and ultimately we were able to to leave it in a good spot as well as, as God moved you on to your next assignment in um, yeah, it, w- it was a blast to, to watch that. It's funny, David, that a lot of our coaches came from the coaching process. And as we had a fresh batch of people apply for coaching, that was the question. Why do you want to be a coach? And they said, in some sense, coaching changed my life, either through Stay or somewhere else. So that's really fun for us to watch. Who's God bringing in? We actually just launched our Stay coaching network. So we have a coaching, a central team of coaches. And we say central, we're decentralized around the country although we love Colorado and, and want to you know, continue to bring our team here when we can. But we're now a, a decentralized Stay Forth coaching network. And we have people in urban centers across the country. We have people who have just gone through the training cohort and are going to be now released to be able to coach leaders all over. And um, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it's, it's humbling to think about what God has done. Um, it's not only is there a need, is there a niche, but there's just an incredible team that is expanding this message of health before impact. So uh, we have some pretty lofty goals, big, hairy, audacious goals, again, of changing the Christian leadership conversation. We want to do that through content, through coaching. Uh, We do experiences. We haven't even talked about those yet, but man, those are some of my favorite things we get to do as we get to go on site, eat meals together. Um, David, you've been there for the ridiculous seven course meal and just the fun, the belly laughs that we have with leaders uh, going away and, again, I'd say we pamper leaders pretty stinking well. That's part of our goal as we get away uh, to to be able to do this. And um, just got a scholarship fund actually in place um, so we can continue to serve more at-risk leaders uh, across the country. And so if you're listening to this and want to give, you know, 50 bucks or 500 bucks or sponsor somebody you know into coaching or experiences, you can do that. Uh, and so it's just kind of one incremental thing at a time that over the last three or four years we've done. But um, I think we've touched on almost every topic here on the podcast, David. So it continues to be a blast to, to co-host this thing with you. I'm so glad you tricked me, or at least asked me into it. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been amazing. And I want to circle back around on something you said uh, in regards to you know why I started coaching. But I, there there might be a stigma with coaching when it comes to oh, I need to be in a crisis to reach out to someone for help, or you know, I need someone to help me when I'm at rock bottom or something like that. Sure. We coach people through crisis. We do. I mean, people are overwhelmed. They're on the verge of burnout. They know it, they feel it. But I I would encourage you that, um, to think of it maybe in a different way when it comes to, you know, proactive coaching. That maybe you're in this spot and you're dealing with so much success, you know, you're, you're kind of rising and accelerating at a pace that you're not sure if you can sustain or you want to know how to, to grow healthy. You want to know how to plan for growth, um, in, in your life and in your Leadership and your ministry, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and we've seen so much fruit in that. Where um, coaching isn't, yeah, it isn't just for the crisis moments, but it's actually this proactive relationship in which we can plan ahead and gain clarity towards healthy growth.
0: Yeah, um, and that's that's the word, man. Clarity, clarity, clarity. Is that the the kind of equation that we use or the phrase that we use? Is as clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. I mean, who doesn't want overwhelm to go down? Even if it's hard news, but at least we can deal with the truth. And so that's what we're trying to do as we coach is to clarify. And then we can feel this sense. I mean, I've heard it, I would say a hundred times, maybe fifty times after a coaching session. How do you feel right now? And they say, relieved, because somebody else gets me. I've clarified what's going on. Therefore, I can clarify my next steps. If you can name it, you can tame it. And that has been so helpful. Uh, in the process, and you said it as well, is that success and growth, we think is a great thing. And again, at the mm-hmm. idol of impact, we say, if we could grow and, and have more, success is disorienting. Mm-hmm. You get to the top of something and say, is, "Is that it? What's next?" People are asking me, "Oh, you win the championship," and somebody shoves a mic in your face, say, "Can you do it again next year?" And you're like, "I don't know. We just pulled out the champagne. We won the championship, you know. And success is disorienting. And it's never enough in our culture. So we actually work with highly, quote unquote, successful leaders who are also faithful, who are mm-hmm. asking, I want to make sure I'm winning at the right things. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure I'm winning, but not at the loss of my soul, my family, my connection with my community. Mm-hmm. And do we want to see leaders succeed? Of course. Do we want to succeed, and succeed at the right things? Yes, even more than that. And, and that to me is, I think, one of the greatest fears is that we would actually just help people succeed at the wrong things. And so we uh, we can answer to God as a team uh, that we want to be talking about the right things and we want to help leaders win and focus on uh, the right things. So it, it makes me proud, David. I don't, I don't think in any kind of uh, prideful way, but it makes me proud of our team. The kind of things we've gone after, the kind of topics that we go after, the kind of leaders that we get to platform that sometimes would never get platform somewhere else. Uh, Maybe one more thing is I I just look back, you know, sort of getting all these cool memories of the podcast with the Right Side Up Awards. That was really fun to honor people who are faithful. And uh, we had a ton of submissions. It was so hard to decide who, but to honor five folks and then just give them this, you know, fat care package that we sent to their house and just say, we see you, it matters, you matter. Some of them who've been through incredible pain uh, and even disaster in in their lives. So that's one of those moments that I think will stick out to me is is we want to be celebrating the leaders that
1: nobody else celebrates. Yeah, celebrating things that our culture is not celebrating because we do love, you know, our culture naturally loves these massive impacts and fame and recognition, but to celebrate the one who's been faithfully plugging away, uh, you know, maybe without any fanfare or anyone noticing them, but they've been doing it for years. And then when they're acknowledged and when those things are celebrated, we had one, I think back, we we did a neighboring seminar in Colorado Springs and a woman got up and shared about, you know what she had been a missionary in the Philippines, and her and her husband kind of took that practice and that posture of being a missionary to her neighborhood, and just saw amazing things happen. Um, but she wasn't encouraged or celebrated within her local church. And when we talked about uh, a neighboring and neighboring and her faithfulness, and we we celebrated her, it brought tears to her eyes because it, in her experience the things that she was doing, that the hard work of loving her neighbors well hadn't been acknowledged or celebrated until that moment. And it was so... Amazing to see uh, the emotion that came from that, of when something healthy and good and faithful is celebrated. It brings people alive um, that maybe had been discouraged for years. And so I love seeing that, and I love that that's what our team does is we try to find those nuggets, even yeah. with the people that we coach, we start with celebration um, when we talk about you know kind of our four assessment questions. Where are you thriving? What's going well? What can we celebrate together? We're on your side um, and we're in your corner. And I, I love doing that because things come to the surface that maybe we uh, ignore because the culture doesn't celebrate them, but we yeah. help kind of search for it like, you know, a metal detector of seeing right. uh, all the things that we can celebrate. In and that's lives. where
0: we start is with celebration, uh, as opposed to where most leaders want to start, where he's struggling right? Where do you suck right now? What's not working is what we naturally go to. And so that's not an accident. We start there. Where are you thriving? That's a strong word, thriving, not just like kind of seeing some victories. Where are you thriving? Where are you struggling? What's confusing? And we seek to clarify what's missing. And those are some of the longings of our hearts. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to continue to go after the heart of leaders. And so in some ways, I could say, well, what's coming up for Stay Forth? A whole lot more of the same, is that we're going to continue to push on the same thread, of helping leaders live right side up, identity-grounded leaders in an impact worshiping culture. And yet we we have some new ideas uh in the hopper. We just made our second order of you know, the right side up journal. We're excited to continue to get that that out more. Uh, Heading toward a paper book uh, eventually, uh, The Right Side of Bleeder. So excited for that. Uh, We are dreaming and scheming about that right now. Uh, We are going to do an online conference, a summit around healthy leadership. We feel like there's a massive space there uh, and there's leaders that want to be part of uh, that space. And we are excited. You won't have to travel at all. Uh, who knows if we'll even be allowed to or available uh, to travel in this next season. So um, we're gonna equip teams and churches and organizations, nonprofits, businesses uh, through that Healthy Leaders Summit. Um, but really, David, it's a whole lot more of the same. We are gonna continue to get creative on the podcast. Some leaders you know, have a huge impact and influence and you've heard of them. Some are just incredible leaders you've never heard of them and we wanna raise them up to influence here on the podcast. But we're gonna continue to drop an episode every Tuesday and Thursday. And guys, if you've listened along for any amount of time, you know, David and I, we're just crazy. I mean, we, we just are. We are crazy enough to believe that you can live and lead for the long haul without losing your soul. Don't believe all the carnage stories. Don't believe that you have to be one more statistic. So David, here's to 100, digital high five. Here we go, man, we made it, boom. Love leading with you, man. Guys, thanks so much for tracking along. Share this episode, congratulations to our winners. Thank you guys for partnering in this and you can indeed lead right side up in an upside down culture. Shot, shot, we